the Insomniac Show with Nicolette and Brian. We'll get real deep with you. Educating, inspiring, and solving problems with some of the most inspirational humans on the planet. Buckle up and come on the journey. I'm excited. All right, I'm Nicolette, and today Brian and I are here with Lisa David Olson. She is a, I'm going to start with a enthusiast. Uh, she's also a speaker, podcaster, author. She's a business humorist, and uh, she's going to talk to us today a little bit about her her journey and hopefully she'll be kind of funny right because we could all use a little humor in our lives <laughs> I introduced you a kind of funny kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't want to put the pressure on so I figured if I set the bar really low we could we'd be fine <laughs> so Lisa thank you so much for joining us today on this fantastic Friday afternoon that we're recording and uh, kick us off by telling us a little bit about yourself a little bit about myself is I am weird. A lot about myself is I grew up in a traumatic home and it was not funny to grow up with an alcoholic mother, but humor saved my life. There was a time I was sitting as a teenager, I was 15 ish and sitting in my lower basement bedroom, you know, the one you wanted to have because it was cool because you were out of the way sitting there on the plaid bedspread with the paneled walls and a handful of painkillers and thinking, I can't, I can't be here anymore. I, I can't be in a place where I can't have friends over. I can't be in a place where my mother shows up in the doorway in the middle of the night to blame us for something. But then on that night, I could hear the TV. I could hear that the Carol Burnett show was starting. I could hear the laughter, the applause, the welcoming. And I went and I watched Carol Burnett show instead. <clears throat> And humor saved my life. I decided that night that laughter felt good. And it wasn't the epiphany of, I think I'll be a humorist, but it was the start. It was the seed. And Carol Burnett was raised by alcoholic parents. So she was ended up being raised by her grandmother. And you guys are probably so young, you have to Google what Carol Burnett is. And that's cool. <clears throat> I can wait. Brian's actually really old, so that's okay. No, oh, good. Brian's old too. Oh, good. <laughs> Good, yeah, good, yeah. good. <laughs> so that is how it started. And later in life, I ended up with a comedy troupe and I, I was brave enough to try out for improv. You know, it, it was something scary and you should do those things that have the aha feel and the, the, the pounding of the heart. And maybe you're going to sweat in a couple of the weird places and that's what you should go for, whether it's you know, choosing to jump out of a plane next week, or maybe it's a difficult conversation. You should do those things because you rarely regret that, that you did. You'll certainly regret that, which you didn't do. But to, to add to the funniness, you know, when it was back in the alcoholic home, my siblings and I used humor to help each other after an episode of an abuse moment. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys that we would <laughs> take turns being is swearing Daryl. Because my parents had this friend that everything was F and, you know, G, D and all these words and everything came out like that. And it was, to us kids, it was hilarious to say those <laughs> words in private. So we would be Daryl to make each other laugh. So swearing Daryl helped us through a lot. I should look him up and thank him. <laughs> we, we did that a lot as kids too. And sometimes you're like, am I being inappropriate? Like, this is a bad situation and I'm going to crack a joke. But, you know, I always feel like it just makes people feel better. Things are bad enough. And if people are in a bad place, like sometimes it just changes the, the, the mood a little bit. And humor is a connector. 
-hmm. we don't know each other. And before you hit record, we already shared a couple of laughs. We don't even know each other. Mm -hmm. And now we're forever connected through laughter and this mm -hmm. show. And I love and your show, by the way. Your dog could kick my dog's butt, I think is what we were saying. I did threaten you that my dog would kick both of your dog's butt. That's well, you're definitely going to kick. Listen, I've got a little dog, so he's he's not very bright either. You, you've got him feed, trust me. <laughs> I didn't say my girl was bright. I'm saying she was whooping. <laughs> just open up some whoop ass. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. So, I mean, that's humor is a connector. If we are are standing waiting for a bus or something and something funny walks by like let's just pretend it's some sort of a parade of i don't know those those inflatable t-rex costumes and All right. and it's just a joyous thing and maybe one of them's playing a drum and we are going to laugh whether we share ethnicity age language it doesn't matter even right. though brian's as old as he is we still can share a laugh in that moment and then the beautiful part that happens from that is that the next thing we do when we interact, the joy ripples out. So mm -hmm. the joy is going to go to the next interaction. Maybe you were going to a doctor's appointment you were not looking forward to. You still have a little bit of playfulness in you that you're going to spread it to them. And it's contagious. It's the good kind of contagious. What about those people who really suck though? And it's not, and they don't find anything funny. That's funny to me in a different level. <laughs> <laughs> because what, and it's a really awesome point because you don't want that to affect you and you're right. It can. So maybe you see, maybe somebody does throw their uglies on you. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you can have your boundary or your bubble. I work in a police department by day and I'm in records and I'm on the phone a lot and you're handling um, domestic situations or an elder who is just handed over $9,000 because they were trying to be helpful. And those things, you can't take that home and you can't let that affect you. All you can know is you tried to help. And maybe you made a difference in someone's day and maybe you could brighten them up. I certainly don't use my stand-up comedy on the phone, but I do have a way of letting someone be heard. So when somebody is a crabby apple, it's possible they want to be heard. And it's not up to you that you have to, but right. if you can put that in your head, this isn't my crap, right. it's their problem. You don't need to place their rock in your backpack. You're already right. trying to unload yours all day. <laughs> so the main thing is, is, you know, if it's a mantra to yourself, maybe you, maybe you hold, you maybe you tap, use tapping. That's a thing. Maybe you, I don't know, but you say, this isn't, this isn't my crap, you know, sucks to be you kind of a thing, but inside your head, you're like, nah, I'm going to go watch that, uh, T-Rex parade again. Cause uh, you're a joke nobody ever finds funny and it really bothers me. I know I'm going off on a tangent, but so I, I'm very corny because I'm not very funny, but um, every time I hand hundred dollar bills to the, to the people, I mean, I guess I watch like my older relatives like make a joke about how they just printed their hundreds, you know, and they're good. Don't worry. And the bankers don't find that funny. Um, the, you know, sometimes the managers at stores don't think it's very funny, you know, I mean, but they're always trying to like, you know, check my hundreds. I'm like, shoot, if I had, I wouldn't be here. I told them I wouldn't be at the dollar store shopping if I just printed the hundreds, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And they well, Nicolette, it's, it's not that you're funny. not funny. It's that they've already heard it 74 times just that day. Right. Do you need some fresh material? <laughs> What's that, Brian? That the last 74 just people like, just so, told them that. Yeah. You're, the you're so yesterday. Yeah. 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 You just need some fresh material. And All right. That's I would it. Now I know it's not just me then. The problem, well, I'm the really happy for you that your issue is carrying around $100 bills. <laughs> Kudos. 
Yeah. Good the for problem you. with Nicolette is Nicolette's not that like Nicolette's not that um uh spontaneous with things, right? So it needs to be it needs to be a little planned out, you know, it needs to be a little planned out for her. I have a great uh, joke if I thought about it now and then had to tell it in like an hour though. I mean I might be okay. <laughs> All those punchlines in the shower, <laughs> like, where's my people? <laughs> right. So that brings up a point, right? So what is it? Because some people are very spontaneous and just on all the time, right? And then other people like Nicolette, you know, have to have to sort of process it to even <laughs> make a joke, right? You know, yes. I, I know like I, I'm very spontaneous with it. I mean, I can give you tons of examples. Like the other day I was walking <laughs> through New York City and there was a photographer taking pictures of a model on the street. So what I just- are you walking through New York I, City? I, I was crouched down behind her and I started smiling stuff and he's hysterical laughing, still taking pictures. She didn't even know I was there. And then finally she turned around, but like, to me, it's just funny, you know, like I'll just go through my day and find humor in things, you know, and some people are like that, but what makes the difference between people who sort of, you know, are a little more spontaneous with it? It's, it's the brain type. Nicolette, are you like a math and graph and Excel chart kind of person? No. So you're not no. an analytical. No. So what does bring you joy? What what would you do that you you need to uh, maybe find a lighter mood? What would you see? Printing the hundred dollar bills. That's what brings you. Yeah. Uh, you know that's that's actually probably a question that will take me a long time to answer. I'm not really sure, and nobody really asks me that question in life. <laughs> what brings you joy? I don't know. I just do shit. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I I'm not very um. I'm not very witty. I think it's also genetic though. I mean, my, my, my mom is not very witty. She's unfortunately, I didn't- Blaming the mom. Sure. Yeah. That's a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. But put the, the thing is- is Put the rock back in. <laughs> I know. I know. You're right though. A lot of it can be genetic the way we're brought up. Absolutely. Um, it, it is very important to, to think of that. There's no right and wrong with humor. And Talking about stores and talking about things like this reminds me of something I've been doing lately because of a quarantine and our big social event is going to the store. So for you to, to say that thing about your hundred was exciting. And they're like, oh my God, not this again. But at least you're adorable. The thing that I've been saying when I go to the store, I don't, okay. So um, Brian, I'll pretend you're the cashier and sure. you ask me, did you find everything? How are you? What and everything? Did you find everything you needed at the store today? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So how, how's your day? It's, I it's say to you. Well, it's, it's, it's going good, going good. Okay. So that was a lie because you're at work right now. It's not going good. You're standing well, here making- you guys, it's definitely going good. <laughs> you're making whatever. You're hearing the same damn hundred dollar bill joke 74 yeah. times. That's what true. I've been doing in line at the store is, and, and I ask you to try this. Uh, I instead say, uh, you say, did I find everything? And I'm like, yeah. And then I say, what are you doing for fun lately? So Brian, I'm going to actually ask you that. What are you doing for fun lately? Well, tomorrow I'm playing. Nicolette, with I'm puppy. giving you time to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, playing, I'm playing with my puppy, going to jujitsu tomorrow. It's all good. It's all good. Going so you play with your puppy and you're going to jujitsu. Jujitsu, yeah, yeah. And you're looking forward to that. And that's what's bringing you joy this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I used to help run a karate studio with my first husband and that was very fun. And I love my dog. We just connected on a commonality that's mm -hmm. beyond going, I'm fine. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't normally say, yes, I, I got my black belt when I was in my twenties. I wouldn't say that at the store, but I would ask you about your stuff, honestly. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But he, here's how conversation can work as a connector. 
I heard you and I can build on it. Oh, wow. What studio do you go to? And how Mm -hmm. long have you been doing that? And Mm -hmm. what belt are you? That kind of a thing. Yeah. Nicolette, what are you doing for fun lately? I'm planning to sleep tonight for more than four hours. So I'm looking forward to that. You are looking forward to disconnecting and you just jinxed yourself by saying that, but that's okay. (laughs) You're looking forward to some self-care and you're putting that as a priority and and using hope as a venue. (laughs) 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 The old, uh, my mother-in-law once said, if you have hope in one hand and dog crap in the other and you put them together, I'm like, wow, that was eloquent. That was so (laughs) crates worthy. Yes. The hope no, it's, it's true. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I, although we are doing and, and something. And you may actually have both of those things. Hold on, we are doing something. So. On, <laughs> I do often. Um, we are doing something on Sunday, but I don't consider it the most fun thing ever. So I'm not getting too excited about it. But we are going to a toy collectible show on Sunday. Oh, very social. Something. I'm different. not a social human, though. See, that's the thing. I don't, my therapist just told me I had to be more social. And yes. so now I'm trying host, to like talk to mom and she's not social. So yeah, I'm yeah. trying. I am trying. <laughs> I, I can do scheduled social. See this, this is like scheduling in social. I can do that. This is now there's other ways to be social besides walking into an event there and, and talking to strangers at the store. There are other ways. And one thing I've done during the quarantine is I've started pen palling and oh, I wish I had cool. my, my card. I just got one from one of my pen pals and it's an old time postcard with this woman who's very dire just, and she writes the most joyous things on these cards and we'll send art back and forth. Another friend, we send a journal back and forth and we keep a story going and write oh, a story so to each cool. other. That's kind of social. You know, you don't have to be in a crowd of people, but you can be creative and it's very affordable. I just text random people. So having conversations. About their car insurance? <laughs> yeah, about their car insurance. That's you? Warranty. <laughs> Your warranty, warranty is expiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really good, I mean, that's a good point. And you actually bring up something. Well, I don't even need a therapist. I could just have these conversations all day long because I, I, I got to tell you, I actually am a social person. I've always been. I'm a very social person. I just don't have time. And like, so I go up to the school on Monday after but, you know, I was told I need to be more social. So my son is more social. And I go up to this mom and I'm like, I've been instructed that I need to be more social. So, hey, how are you? I'm like, I mean, I don't really have time, but how you doing? You know, like, I, I mean, that's, I can do it. I just don't have time. Who's got time for that? I just the lady's like time. trying to exchange numbers with Nicolette. Nicolette's just walking away. She's like, okay, thanks. You know, she's that's like, you me. Yes, that's me. <laughs> it was nice talking to you, but I got to go now. <laughs> But you're saying you don't have time, but actually I'll challenge you and say you choose to not have time. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Oh, yes. our yeah, guest just important. went there. Mm-hmm. I always am transferring the word. I can't do that. I won't do that too. I choose oh, not to. Oh, Brian, this is what you were just saying this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose. Yes, I agree. A hundred percent. We were just talking A about- life made of choices. Mm-hmm. instead of excuses oh snap oh there's that <laughs> we were we were just talking about the i can't i can't verse i won't uh-huh. like we were talking about this like it, there's a huge difference between saying you can't do something and you won't do it you know yes. because yes. you can't means you physically can't do it or you mentally can't do it for whatever reason Versus i won't do it you're choosing not to do it and it's a huge huge difference in mm-hmm. the mindset it's it's crazy I agree. But that's I a think... really good idea though, your pen pals. I mean, because that to me is like, okay, how do I get social like on my own time? Right. So I don't have to 
do it during the regular hours that people are social. I don't have to be at an event at a certain time. Like I could just do this social thing when I feel like it. And, and you know what, something like, um, and it's very different than a text message, Brian, because you know, that person then expects you to like continue a conversation. I don't have that, you know, I don't, I'm not with that. Yeah, so like I'm blocking you if you text right. me. Right. I just want to, I want to <laughs> say a couple things. And then, you know, and that's why a friend I have, she's really great because we could just stop a conversation wherever it stops, go about our lives. And then three weeks later, we just pick up that, that same, you know what I mean? It's like the same conversation. So people like that are great, but that's where like a pen pal thing is kind of like being social on my own terms. I like that. And <laughs> the like, bonus. It doesn't, about, it doesn't matter about the other person's need or when they want to be social. No, <laughs> it's, it's the book called Nicolette's terms on Nicolette's terms. Nicolette's no, but terms. you're, and I love that you're saying that because you found that friend that understands it. I have a friend like that, that just drops off the conversation and she's mm -hmm. in her thirties and I'm in my fifties. I don't like it. Say <laughs> goodbye. Say goodbye. That's me. <laughs> she told me quit using the heart emojis on everything. So I did. I said, quit dumping me without saying goodbye. So we're working <laughs> on it. But the thing about the pen pals is the delight of going to your mailbox mm -hmm. and there's something handwritten in there for you. Mm -hmm. What do we open first? The handwritten note. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is a payback when you find the right pen pal that they actually respond. It's just so fun. And it's just that it's one moment in the day, but is it someone, you know, already, or was this like a service that you, a stranger? Let's talk about that. that I like have that better. I have a project in bravery that I created by accident. And um, this woman is one of them that I'll tell you how I met her. I was at the store and she had a big pin on it said, it's my birthday. And she's, I think, late sixties and adorable. And <laughs> I approached her and I said, well, happy birthday. And she looked kind of stunned. And I said, well, you're wearing a button. She goes, oh, no, it's January. I celebrate the whole month. And I was like, oh, good for you. I said, so do I actually. Oh, yeah. nice. What's your month? May. No, oh, coming up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking to her and I just, I didn't want to know her name because this is my project. I ask people that I don't know for a selfie. And the second layer is we can't smile. Ridiculous. Because <laughs> when I'm told I can't smile, even my dog she really is smart. I was lying when I said she's not. Even when I hold my camera up by my dog, she she will pose. You know, she does this and this and mm. <laughs> and she's very flexible. And so when you meet a stranger and you say, "Can I get a selfie?" and they agree, just to get rid of me. And then <laughs> I say, "We can't smile." We laugh. So then we have to hold. You were laughing and <gasps> try not to. And so we did that together. Then we ended up connecting. And, oh, and I posted on my Facebook page, it's called hashtag serious selfies with strangers. I saw that. And that became my project in bravery. And I added that to my book. So this pen pal is one that I met at the store because she was wearing a birthday button. We have stayed in touch. We're pen pals, even though we live five miles apart and we we've, we've met up for lunch, I think three times. And it turns out she was the vice president of the college. She was a hippie. I love her story. I love stories so much that it was great. My first serious selfie with strangers was two girls buying ice cream downtown. So, and okay, you so that this... ever creep people out though? I gotta be honest. Like, do people get creeped out that you want to just take random pictures with them? Just... I've only had two out of a couple hundred that okay. couldn't do it. One guy I'm positive was wanted <laughs> and another lady hated her hair. And so for that, 
I felt bad on her behalf. And I said, that's too bad. And I wanted to say, but girlfriend, you're in a bar. If you hate your hair that much, <laughs> what the hell are you doing playing darts? But I didn't. I just thanked her anyway. I've not creeped anyone out so far. Okay. And I've made so many relationships that in a restaurant, I, these gals next to me were playful enough to do it. And they looked really like badass bikers, but they're just, you know, but they're serious frowns. <laughs> We've become best friends. The two girls that bought ice cream and were taking selfies along a brick wall. These are my first serious selfies. And they asked me if I was an influencer and I had to go home and Google that. Back then I didn't know <laughs> what an influencer was. Back when I had bangs, I didn't know. And we became friends. And when I put them in my book, their parents knew me and it was bizarre. I would have never known that. So we all met for coffee and went shopping and look at all that. Just because I took my face out of my hand computer and interacted with strangers, they were playful enough to do so. I've had people in the strawberry patch, a man in Chicago playing guitar by the L train, just so many stories. And I, I put a, a big section of them in my book, but um, it's just joyful that I got these relationships. That was not my goal, so are, but it proves- you what can happen? Are you, are you, cause, cause I am, are you a random hugger? Like you'll just hug people. I, I don't only because perfume will set off a migraine. <laughs> okay. But I do want to invent a t-shirt that says free hugs. And on the back, it says $5 to let go. <laughs> I will like, hug you if you don't smell like Axe body spray. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. But uh, I'll like, if someone's having a bad day, I'll be like, you know, like you just see people sometimes you're like, you need a hug. It doesn't matter who they are. And some people are like, yeah. And you give them a hug and they're like, thank you. You know, it's. I love that. That says a lot about you. Yeah. I, I, I was at work having a, what'd you say, Brian? I said, I usually wear a shirt that says be a good human, but not today. Not today. I like that. And I was at work having a real crummy day. And like I said, I work with, at a police department and one of the officers said, he's walking by and I was down and he's a good guy. They're all good guys. And he's like, you look like you could use a hug. Mm -hmm. And I turned and he kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> so you better go get that somewhere. Yeah. Now, these officers know me, but we still joke about that now. I'm just like, oh, I look, I look like I could use a hug too bad. I won't get one. It was so flipping funny. I don't know where his brain was. He just, it was so funny. <laughs> well, okay. So Lisa, you held up your, um, your book, right? And I wanted to actually talk about that for a second. So it incorporates short stories to spark memories, right? Now, how do you do that? Like, how does that, how does that work? No, it, it helped. No, what is, tell us about the book first and then I'll ask the question. How about that? Yep. Laughs on Ride, W-R-Y, an improviser's, what did I say? <laughs> improviser's memoir. I just lost my words. Finding humor through childhood abuse, failed marriages, and other hurdles. And it's my book of short stories of the abuse by mom, and then all of a sudden a prank. And then it might be a different, um, here's a section on how much I love bubble wrap and <laughs> poppets. Do you guys know the poppets? Yeah. Do you, Nicole? Oh, yeah, uh, Nicolette, it's the little white things of paper, and you can throw them down and they snap. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. We have tons oh. of those. Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you what you can do with them. We call them snaps around here. Snap it's Yeah. So you'll have to remind me to talk about my book because now I'm excited to talk about this. <laughs> I am a prank enthusiast and even around the officers, which they're very hard to prank, but that just makes it more. It's, it's about my own self. 
<laughs> and if you take those snappets and there's a little white tail on them and you can tape them. I, it looks like N Nicolette's taking notes and that's good. Yeah, I'm good, <laughs> write that down. So take like six of them and your bathroom door is open and you're going to tape each tail of them onto the hinge of the open bathroom door. Six is a good number. So that when someone goes into the bathroom and they shut the door, it goes pow. <laughs> it's such a delight. <laughs> oh, my son is going to love this actually. That's why I'm very excited because he's always looking for a way to prank his dad and you know, oh. Justin's not having it. He's, he's on to every prank imaginable. Oh, then we all. need a consult. I so. <laughs> so that's so one of my favorites. One. And the bathroom at my job is right next to my desk, unfortunately. But <laughs> I did do that one day. Um, I've done it a few times, let's be honest. But <laughs> I did that. And then my brothers in blue had bladders of steel. They never had to use the bathroom. I don't know what happened. And I'm the oldest one there. So guess who forgot? <laughs> so I went into the bathroom and, oh my God. and then I screamed and they don't even check on me because, <laughs> because it's me. And so I got myself with my own prank. I guess this year I can hide my own Easter eggs. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. You'll forget oh, about Michael's them. Gonna You'll forget be eventually so they are. <laughs> but bubble wrap under carpets on hard floors is really nice because when you step over it, you almost feel like you're crushing something in the sound. It's all about sound <laughs> for me. Ah. Under like an area rug, right? Well, yeah. Well, for me at the office, all the officers have boots on and you've got these hard floors and I don't know why we have carpet, but we do. And so there's the throw rugs and you just put bu bubble wrap under there. And then when they walk across it, you know, it's just a little, little pep in the step, but I have no problem hiding in a closet. You know, I have no problems with, that. I am patient. Always take a granola bar and water. <laughs> But yeah, my book is short stories. Look yes. at me getting back on track. <laughs> and it is about a lot of the abuse, but it is a lot about coming through that with humor. And each one of my, they're so short that I call them snippets, talks about the lesson. And I'm not teaching you. I'm saying, here's what I learned. Here's what right. it can be. With my mother, I had ups and downs my whole life and she passed in 2014. And it, it was... It was just that give and take we have with family. You know, it's about setting boundaries and choosing who you will allow in your circle. I'm not here to teach. I'm just here to say, here's what I learned. And I'm still learning. And mm -hmm. I am a speaker and I will speak to that, but I don't delve into it. I'm coming through it. And I love to connect through humor and meet new people and talk about creativity and how improvisation can work in your business world and your entrepreneurship. If you're an author and you're trying to launch a book right now, it sucks because you can't just go to the bar and have hors d'oeuvres and have people get drunk and buy your book. Right. So how can we be creative? How can we launch a book? How can we launch a business? That kind of thing. So, so that's, that's where business passion. humorist fits in here then, right? So, because that was something I, I wanted to ask you about too, when, when, you know, that was one of your titles. So what is a business humorist? What is, what does she do? I love to incorporate um, things that most people call icebreakers or things like that. I love to take your room and make us connect without putting anyone on the spot. I promise to not scare the introverts because there are days, you know, we were briefly talking about extrovert, introvert, and I don't believe there is a true title for that. I believe there are days I have no problem. I, I can pretend I can tap dance because you dared me in the cereal aisle at the store. Heck yeah. Is it every day? No. Is it every day I hope to run into somebody? Absolutely not. Are there some days? 
do I ask me a lot of questions? Sure. <laughs> I hate when I talk like that. There's some days you go to the store and you hope you don't run into anybody. And of course, mm-hmm. that's the day you run into someone. You might not be social. So there's really not extrovert, introvert in my thought. So I like to go in and ask the room, let's get fired today. I was like, what the hell is that? Let's, what would it take to get fired from this business? So we all work. Where do we work, Brian? What's our business here? Uh, media company, media company. Oh, you we totally are working in the media company. And our goal is to have ideas that would get us fired. So Nicole, what's the first thing in our business office here that would probably get us fired that we're going to bring in or do? Uh Oh gosh. Um, you put me on the spot. I'm bringing a pony without a poop bag. That's what I'm bringing. You're bringing in a a pony that has a potty issue. Potty pony. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's one thing. Watch him right through that office. (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm going to bring in, um, I'm going to bring in a bar, pure alcohol, all, all the alcohols for free. I'm bringing in a bar. We got a a poopy (laughs) pony in a bar. Oh man, we're riding that pony around with the bar, giving out drinks, giving out oh, shots. Yeah. Can we have yeah. weapons? Can we have weapons? We've got some weapons now. <laughs> Do we have fire on these weapons? Oh yeah, <laughs> flamethrowers, flamethrowers. Okay, so good. Can we now, bring arrows? Maybe flaming arrows. Actually, like a real thing around here. I, I have experienced like real explosions in my home, so maybe we could like explode the office. Huh. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to, we're skipping the weapons going right to the explosion. Yeah, I don't think we're getting fired. I think we're going to jail at this point. <laughs> You're right. I do believe we've crossed the line. Now what we do as a group is we make it workable. So I will transform my big alcohol free bar into how about on break today, we have root beer floats and it's that really good root beer. You know, it's that really good stuff. Not out of the can. It's like homebrew root beer and some really good vanilla ice cream on break for free. And it's, oh, and it's, it's um, non-dairy based because that would hurt my gut. So that's what I'm turning mine into. Now we have to switch um, Brian's poopy pony into something that is allowed in the office. Bring, that would Bring be- your dog to work day, maybe. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Now we've got Nicolette. Yeah, I don't know if we're transferring that. We're not going- <laughs> she oh, that's not one. Oh, I got uh, it. Hello. Uh, right, so how about we plan, we get a permit and we plan for a real fireworks show outside. That's it. Or we or put we, fireworks on the screens while we're eating our root beer floats too. That could work. Or, so we go play, or we go play laser tag for a company event. This is, okay. I love laser tag. <laughs> okay. So we, we just got fired together and we learned a lot about each other, didn't we? And we avoided prison. So that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, Nicolette, you brought us down that road. I was like, are we really going with her? Listen, Lisa, I don't know what's going on I here. Take you to the next level, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you did. But this is how we learned about each other. And we just came together as a team. Maybe Nicolette's the gal in HR that usually doesn't offer many ideas because she doesn't want to you know, be shot down in a meeting, but now we know she wants to blow shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Something else I do is, um, I love to, when I am a business humorist, I'm out speaking. I love to share. Um, I have a CD out and it's called fun on the phone. Fun is P H U N fun on the phone is an album compilation of 21 telemarketer calls from my life from decades ago of I had this old answering machine that had a cassette player. And when my first hubby and I would have a call come in or whatever, we would record it. 
And then if I came, we worked opposite shifts. So then if I came home and the light was blinking, I knew, oh, good. He got one and the same for him and me. It's that was our fun. And then I ended up making an album out of it. So I love to play those at meetings. Oh, you want me to play one now? Wait, I do. I do. But can I tell you something? Uh, And now you're going to realize how, how, how twisted I am, not just blowing things up. So when the telemarketers call, um, when I was living at my parents' house still, I would pick up and it asked for my dad and they'd be like, he died. And I, you know, because they kept calling and, and, uh, and they were like, well, is there someone else there? And I'm like, we're at his funeral. Is there <laughs> someone else there? And I'm like, no, she died too. The oh, other, like, I'm like, and I would just tell them, like, you know, just to see, you know, and he'd be like, I'm a ghost. She'd be like, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. <laughs> I'm actually dead too. That's right. You officially cannot say that you're not funny and that you can't think of things. You officially cannot say that anymore. If you can tell a telemarketer you're actually dead, you win. All right, let's hear it. Can we, you got one? Yeah, I do. And I I do it really cheesy when I'm on the show because I just hold my phone up. But this one, um, this, this one tickles me because you can tell it's the guy in the cubby world of (laughs) he repeated everything I said. I want you to picture that guy in his cubby repeating everything I said so that his partner could hear it. Okay. Let's see if I can get this up. Cheesy. Going on behalf of NRA Thompson there. No, I haven't seen him for like two days. You haven't seen him for two days? No, he said, I can go get the spaghetti sauce and then. He said, He's out? He said, no, I'm trying to tell you. He goes, I I can get the spaghetti sauce. I'll be right back, you know, and it's been two days. He's been, he did what now? What was that again? He went out to get the spaghetti sauce. He went out to get spaghetti sauce and he hasn't come home for two days? Right. Wow. Do you know where he's at? No, I don't. I'm calling on behalf of the NRA. I don't know where he's at. The NRA, is he in trouble? No, no, no. He's, he's in trouble? No, he's not in trouble, ma'am. No. Are you an officer? No, I'm not an officer. Okay. And uh, I'm not an officer. No, I'm, this is a call for membership in the National Rifle Association. Membership? He doesn't remember anything, especially where he lives. He's been gone two days. Okay, well. No. I, I'm sorry. I, I can let you go, okay, ma'am? If you see him, would you have him call me? Yeah, I... Okay, if I see him, I'll have him call you. Okay, <laughs> that's a good idea. Right, bye now. Thanks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, of course, it's the NRA, of all things. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I've never gotten a phone call from the NRA. I feel so left out. <laughs> well, this was years ago, and... You know, I, yeah, that's because you don't own any weapons, Nicholas. <laughs> even though you want to, I, even though she wants the flamethrower. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh! So why? So that was okay. Do you still do that? You should still. I do, do but you know, it's so many just robocalls anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, we even get these calls at the police department, and we'll put them on speaker and just mess with them. The there was one day the the chief got one and he convinced the the man that he would love to help with his scam and he would split the money with him but right now he's in a cell and he's don't don't talk loud because nobody knows i have my phone and he had the guy going and we were just losing it 
it was just ridiculous. And, you know, he's trying to talk the scammer into splitting his deal and it was just ridiculous. But my passion out of this is when an elder is falling for it and questions it, I, I let them be heard and tell me that the FBI was calling them. And I was like, the FBI is never going to call you. Social security is never going to call you. I didn't know all those years ago when I was recording these that I would be speaking to it. So that's kind of funny, but I just explained to them, did you do anything? You know, your grandson's not in jail. Make sure you call your grandson before you clear out your bank account. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I always say, did you, you, did you give him any information? Nope. Nope. Most of them say, nope. I'm like, you did great. You go tell those ladies at Mahjong how good you did. And you get ice cream for supper. And, you know, you get to stay up till 730 tonight. You rock. <laughs> you know? But I do, I, I seriously cheer them up and, and let them be heard because they want to give me the phone number, but there's not a real phone number. It, it's all scrubbed through the computer. And I explain that to them. I'm like, if they call you again, tell them to call you at the police department because they're just trying to get your money. Oh my gosh. Well, that kind of, um, that kind of answers part of the question that I, I was curious about, you know, how do we make life later, you know, and thinking about what we've been going through this past year and change and, you know, how do, you know, how do we lighten up, you know, to just to kind of, you know, and sometimes get through, like, you know, of course for you, it was a little bit heavier in the beginning, right? In the beginning of your life, but now just to get through days where that really sucked, you know, how, how do we, how do we lighten up? Yes, yeah, I, the we experienced um, two deaths over the summer, and one was my my uh, young adult son's best friend, who was like a son to me. Um, I cried about that this morning. How do you lighten up? Is um, seeking that which brings you joy. And I'll tell you one thing that doesn't: <laughs> scrolling through Facebook. Mm -hmm. Generally, that does not do it. Generally, you're going to be ticked off about this comment or that comment or somebody spelled it your instead of your and I need to tell them, you know, just stop it. So for me, it will be looking for bloopers, looking for Carol Burnett outtakes, looking for guys getting hit in the ding ding. I mean, these, these things are funny, right, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so instead of news headlines, I'm going to look for YouTube videos that bring me joy. If, if it's online or how about get outside, get outside. I don't care. I live in Minnesota. We just got out of another polar vortex time. I still went outside. I took my amazing smart dog that could beat up Brian's dogs and we went for a walk. I bundled up. I was already outside right before this call. Any opportunity for natural sunlight, take your vitamin D. And honestly, right before this, I had my therapy call. So let's just be honest and open here. Mm -hmm everyone needs help mm -hmm. and connecting with another person finding do you have that friend you can reach out to and say i'm just having the worst day i don't want to put a reason to it but i'm really down do you have that friend and if you don't are you that friend to someone else too so another thing i do besides the pen pals is if i think of someone i message them mm. I if i saw a picture and i used to work with that person and i thought of them or it's one of my best friends and I just talked to her yesterday, but if she crossed my mind, I message her or him. And a wild thing has come out of that as well. An accidental study. Um, fake stats is that 74% of the time that person responds. I needed that just now. What if you heard that one out of 10 times? It's huge. It's bright. It's wonderful. How wonderful is it to get a text that you don't have to fix or do anything, but just know you were thought of and brought a smile to someone's face. Right. 
it's free you know and it's a buzz yeah and i think the thing you point out even with the humor as well as even thinking about someone just laying in there they're being thought of it's just those sheer moments right it's that sheer those few moments of time that changes everything whether you see the humor in a guy getting hit in the ding ding and it's you know it's two seconds or whether it's you know or whether it's getting a text from a friend going hey thinking about you or you know remember when or whatever right you know it's just those sheer moments of time that change things and and lighten the mood it doesn't have to be these big dramatic events you know these big life-changing things it's small moments that are important i'd be afraid that this person would want to have a conversation after i told them i was thinking of them and you know how i feel about that so that's a problem but i do do that i do do it and and it's mostly when i think a person really might need it you know someone's uh, someone I, i actually just did it you'd be so proud of me so I, um, I actually, there was someone um, I saw, I've been following his journey with his mom, who's just deteriorating over the past few years. And I don't know him that well. Um, you know, I've, I've probably been in his presence about 10 to 20 times. And I just, you know, I was like, this guy really, you know, he asked for people to send him hugs virtually, right? And I'm like, I just messaged him. I was like, hey, I'm just sending you a hug and praying for mama, you know? I mean, like, really, I knew it wasn't going to result in a conversation, but it was like, thank you so much. I, really needed that <laughs> so I yes. you know I, I did it I did it just you know I am um, I am a good person yes you are a great person and when you are what I'm hearing from you is that you're afraid that someone wants to engage and say how are you doing uh-huh. and for me I where do I start with that how are you doing uh well I cried this morning and then had therapy or do I say I did some writing and I was on an amazing podcast you know, because that would not be true, would it? So it depends on the person, but you can just right. say, just thought of you. And for Nicolette, you, you would have the signature, can't chat right now. <laughs> I just thought of you. Please don't respond. Just send, them a little just... Ghost, send them a little ghost emoji and just be like, Eddie D ghosted. And that's it, right? <laughs> yeah. Or is it, is it that, uh, please no open-ended responses, closed responses yeah. only, there you go. but that could be your thing, Nicolette, because I'm going to tell you right now, I can think of five of my buddies that are the same. And if you're open about it and state that, that's yeah. awesome. I do. I tell everybody, I won't yes. answer you for three days. I'm sorry. I'm yes. But don't do I it without the, all- I'm sorry. You got to own it because that's just, that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you're freezing. You look like you're shocked. Brian, where'd you go? He's not frozen. He's just a good listener. Also, that doesn't get back. You have to go backwards, (laughs) Brian. You you froze on us. Oh, I, 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 can you guys hear me? And we all have, and we all have that friend who doesn't get back to you for like three weeks. Like it's just, there's, there are people like that. Yep. It is an age thing. Just like uh, working at the police department, there are people you call them and their mailbox is full mm-hmm. or they don't have it set up. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there was this, this person's um, license was turned in. And so I found his number and I called him and it was the same thing. Voicemail not set up. And so I did the thing where I called three times in a row and he called back and he said, cause they won't answer They don't know the yeah. number. It's flipping millennials. I'm well, just trying to give actually, you your property back. Yes, one of our sales guys, <laughs> one of the sales guys we work with, he calls and it was from a number in Virginia. So I was actually on the phone with Brian at the time, like, oh, Virginia's calling. I'm not answering that. So, I'm, you know, he's like trying to sell you a warranty. So I ignored it. And then the call, the same number called, and I was like, later, I was like, hello? 
Oh, I must have. I, I, said, I, I only answered because you called again. Because <laughs> I figured it must be someone real. <laughs> it's that's what you do. So that's the trick. And I, I did that. And I called that guy three times in a row and he called me back. And then he, he said, well, am I in trouble? Cause I answered the police department. I said, no, dude, I just had to call you like a crazy ex-girlfriend. Cause I've got your license. That's exactly what I said to this stranger. And I'm at work, but we laughed so hard. It was so That's dumb. Awesome. I said, set up your mailbox. He goes, well, I know I should, but it's an age <laughs> thing. Too many crazy ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> It is an age thing, though. I oh, think. Oh my goodness! Prove me wrong. Prove me no, wrong. I'm good. I I don't know. My 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 neighbor. My neighbor will like. It's funny because we'll text each other, and she's I don't even know how old she is. You know, her and her husband, but she never texts back for like three days. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, they're like, "Can you get my packages?" I'm like, "I grabbed your package." You know, because they have a house upstate. Um, you know, it's in the porch, whatever. When you want to grab it, and then she won't even text me back that she you know, even acknowledge there's a package there. For Your like, house is on fire three days later. Yeah, your house <laughs> is on fire. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Three days later. She's like, oh, is it still yeah. burning? And, and she'll probably watch this and send me a text now, you know? Yes. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. I have a, I have a final question. So what is your favorite? And I'm going to ask everybody, YouTube, Brian, and myself. So what is your favorite, um, like, I don't know how to say it. So, okay, I'll just give you my answer and then you can come up with it. So I like on Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. They, Are we playing Jeopardy? You're going to give me the answer and I have to come up with the question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on Jimmy exactly. Fallon, they read mean tweets, right? Celebrities read mean tweets. Now that is one of my favorite, um, like my favorite skits or whatever, whatever you call them. I don't know what you call them on the show, right? So is there a show that has like a favorite funny thing? I know Ellen DeGeneres has a few that I, I've liked over the, over the years too. Is there a favorite like, thing that we should check out like that's really funny because I could use some new ones one of my favorite things I'm going to tell you is something I do and in my podcast every one of my guests has to be weird strange or quirky I want your life story mm -hmm. or your strange career or something like that and it's called stranger connections but if you're talking to me about being able to walk on fire and how that came to you and how you got to that and we're going to talk about it I always have the the weirdest questions no matter who you are, at towards the end of my session, I always ask to share a dare or a prank that you've done or had done to you. And the man that I interviewed who was a monk and then quit, you know, I'm asking him all about that. How'd you start? Why'd you leave? You know, tell me about a dare or a prank. That is way different than the topic we've been talking about. And that is a joy for me. And I always let my guests know ahead of time. So I'm not putting them on Good. the spot. Because okay. I would be scared. I love dares and pranks that are real. And when you come to those, those um, things, like you said about the tweets, what I fear from that is that it's encouraging more people to do right. the okay. mean. I got you. Okay. In my live shows. Denzel Washington read greeting cards on Jimmy Fallon. Okay. When you get Denzel Washington reading really funny greeting cards in like a very serious voice, that's funny. I don't know. I love that's that. Funny. I absolutely do. And I also um, just want to let you know that, that in Seeking Joy, go to my Facebook group that I started called Counterclockwise. It's all humor, mostly clean. I don't allow the naughties or politics. I've got my admins cleaning that up. Um, I've got th almost 3,000 people in the four months that I opened it because people are seeking humor and they tell me, I needed to laugh, so I went to your site. So I just oh. want to put that out there for Seeking Joy. 
for me, like I said, it's, it's outtakes and bloopers. Um, because I did comedy for two decades, which was sketch comedy and improv and song parodies. I want the outtakes where they crack each other up. And that's a joy for me, like the Carol Burnett show or, or different places where you really get to see them cracking each other up or movies, like a movie that has those bloopers at the end. Mm -hmm. Do you guys mm -hmm. remember the movie ants that was animated mm -hmm. yes. and they had bloopers at the end. Come on now. Think about that. They created animated bloopers. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> what about you, Brian? You know what? My, my new thing that I've been finding funny is sometimes, uh, you know, and, and Nicolette makes fun of me because I'm on like this TikTok, TikTok kick of, of things. But some of the comments on some of the videos are like the funniest things in the world. And they're sort of like mean tweets, but it's just like, you know, when you start seeing how even like the creators, when they interact with them, like in a funny way, it's just fun. Like you read some of the comments and some of them are just, because it's a lot of weird observations that people are making that you don't normally see. So it's not like making fun of each other. Like for instance, there was this one video that I was watching and the A-team van was in the background. And I, my comment was like, so no, no one's going to acknowledge the fact that the A-team van is sitting in the background of this video. Like it was just like <laughs> weird. Like, like we're all just going to, you know, ignore this. Like, like, you know, so it's fun stuff like that. Like, so that's been my new one that I've been finding a lot of humor in so recently. Great question, Nicolette, because that's, that's what we should be trying to seek instead of right. sharing. Did you hear who died today? And that kind of stuff. I, right. I hear enough about that in the day job. So I'd rather <laughs> just got to yeah. seek the humor, find the jokes, find your people, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. if it's not your kind of joke, just at least they tried, but <laughs> I love that question. That's awesome. Well, all right. So you told us about the Facebook group, the books. The, oh, what else we got going on? You told us about so many podcasting, one-on-ones, whatever. Yes. You, so what else? What else should we check out? What else should everybody uh, go check out? Right where I can created they find it. And, where can they find it? And where it? can they find it? Yes. My book is on Amazon, or uh, just find me on Facebook, Lisa David Olson, and reach out to me. And I'm, I'm redoing, repurposing my website. And I'm very excited because my husband's so talented, but I can't wait to update that. Um, and I did create a journal called What Ifs and Why Nots. And it's full of creative tips to help you reignite stuck ideas. And it's from my life of improv and working on stage and producing shows and how that helps with business or ideas. But the other thing I'm super excited about and I've not announced anywhere, I'm doing a TEDx in April. Oh, <laughs> Congrats. Awesome. So seeking humor and finding bravery. And April is humor month. I am, it's hard to sleep right now. I'm really excited to be able to share a quick story, try and get my message down to the 10 to 11 and a half minutes. <laughs> awesome. You're going to be great, Ted. That is awesome. Oh, thank you. You're sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for making me laugh so much. I don't often laugh, so thank you. I oh my gosh. That. I yeah. love your show. I've enjoyed the episodes that I've been able to catch and I can't wait to share this. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm going thank over you. to Amazon. I'm buying your book right now, actually. Oh, we're on, we're on the guest. He buys their book in the middle of the podcast. I know. I, I, we were talking to one guest. I'm like, yeah, I just ordered the book right now. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, thank you. And yeah, reviews, no matter whose book you buy, if it's somebody, you know, or whatever, 
please throw down a review for them. And also like here on the podcast, we want to all subscribe to this podcast and we all want to give it a great review because reviews help things to be seen. So let's all, after we close out, we're all going to jump in here, subscribe to the podcast and give a great review. Thank you, Lisa.